Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 14 of the Fit Life with Dawn podcast. Uh, Today, I am taking my podcast outdoors, and I am going for a walk while I uh, share my information with you all. I'm practicing what I'm preaching, and I know you guys have all seen my Instagram, because you probably all follow me, um, saying that you should get in your steps. So I'm going to preface this by saying that um, not only is nutrition vitally important to your life, but uh, exercise is also super important, and not just what you do in the gym, but also what you do on a daily basis, because remember, most of your calorie burning comes from your daily activity. Um, so walking as much as you possibly can uh, is very important to your weight loss and also your overall health. It's only exercise that um, decreases your cortisol and actually puts your body into a resting Uh, sort of state, like your parasympathetic nervous system uh, gets turned on when you're walking or when you're doing restorative yoga, but walking has the same benefit. So I love walking. Recently, I am getting into yoga, but walking is something that I incorporate into my life on a daily basis, and I encourage you all to do so. So anytime that you could get in some extra steps, get in some sunshine, especially in the morning, it's always good to get sunshine in your eyes in the morning, helps regulate your circadian rhythm. Um, so yes, I apologize if you hear cars going by, but sorry, not sorry. I'm going for my walk. (laughs) So anyway, let's get on to the, uh, episode number 14, which is what I wanted to talk about today originally. Um, okay. So I wanted to talk about intermittent fasting first and foremost, because, um, I hear a lot of people asking me about it and a lot of people have requested for me to talk about it. So I'm going to tell you my thoughts on intermittent fasting. So here's the thing. Um, Fasting is not something new. It's not a new phenomenon. It has been around for many, many years. Um, Many cultures have done fasting. And for some reason, it has just become very popular uh, in recent years. Um, I'm not against intermittent fasting. It actually can be used as a tool. Um, I do it to some degree, but not the way that you guys would think. Um, and I'll explain that. But there are many ways to incorporate fasting into your life um, and not make it, you know, the center of your attention and something that you're thinking about constantly and stressing over. Um, so what so what fasting can do, number one, fasting can help reduce your calorie intake. So um, if you are a type of person, to eat all day. Most uh, Americans eat about 16 hours a day, which is way too much. Um, So if you're the type of person that is constantly eating after dinner, before breakfast, um, you know, whatever it is, like you get up a second that you get up and you're you're eating. And then the second, you know, before you go to sleep, you're eating. So intermittent fasting may be a good idea for you. Uh, Again, um, I'm going to use my mom as an example because uh, I try to help her out with this realm. Um, she asked if this was a good um, idea for her to try. And I told her yes, because she's a snacker at nighttime when she's not hungry. So the idea that she has to, you know, that structure that she has to stop eating at 6 or 7 p.m. really is helpful for her. OK, so in that sense, it does help restrict your calories and and restrict your eating window. OK, um, also, uh, it could be helpful for certain people. 
Um, there are certain people that are more in, of need, in, in need of fasting, like people who with insulin resistance or diabetes or people who are very obese um, would definitely benefit so that they could help uh, turn on their fat burning um, hormones. Um, also, like one of the, some of the reasons that I do like intermittent fasting um, is that like, you know, for number one, and we shouldn't be in a state of, of, of fed state all the time, right? So we shouldn't be uh, 24 hours a day constantly digesting. And then first of all, that also messes up your sleep. Uh, if you're always digesting your food, your body never has a chance to relax uh, going into rest and digest mode. Overnight time, when your body is supposed to be relaxing and in the parasympathetic nervous system that should be turned on, um, you are like, you know, your, your, your melatonin doesn't rise and your body is working really hard to digest the food that you just ate, especially if it's a heavy meal, like meat or something like that. Um, so your body takes a long time to digest that. So you're messing with your deep sleep um, and you're never allowing your body to properly go into fat burning mode, which is what happens overnight. So um, I always like to give myself at least a few hours before bed. Um, I don't like to eat late. I used to, you know, I really try to even avoid, like, if I'm having, like, going out for dinner or something and people are making reservations for 9.30, I ask if maybe we can make them earlier because it's during the week. That's not what I do. I try as hard as I possibly can not to eat so late. And if I know I do eat a little late that particular night, I'll try to, you know, push off my eating a little bit in the morning just because I like my body to have at least a good 12 hours of no eating, if not more. Um, so, uh, one of the other reasons that intermittent fasting is great is because it helps the body with something called autophagy. And I don't want to get too sciencey for you guys. Um, but it is a very important, um, process that your body goes through. It's the body's way of cleaning out your damaged cells in order to regenerate newer and healthier cells. It's sort of like a cellular cleansing, uh, which occurs when the body is in a fasted state only. So it's actually great for longevity, and it has anti-aging effects. Um, so that's one of the many benefits of fasting. Um, and your body can only go through that process when you are in a fasted state, not when you're in a fed state. And like I said, nowadays people are eating like 20 hours a day. And I know people tell me they wake up at 2 in the morning and they are snacking. So that, that's not good. Well, if you're doing that, then that means that your diet is wrong, is off during the day, and that you need to fix up your diet uh, in order to not wake up hungry. You should not be waking up at two in the morning looking for a snack ever, ever, ever. <laughs> it's just not something that your body needs. Our body is made to fast for a certain amount of hours. Um, we're made to fast overnight, that's for damn sure. Uh, we're definitely not made to eat overnight time. Um, you need to give your body a long period of time where you're not eating. Okay, uh, so how can we incorporate intermittent fasting um, if you don't want to stress about it and you just sort of want to make it like an easy part of your everyday life? Um, I believe that everyone should be fasting in a in at least a 12 hour window. Um, so that would be like, um, let's say you eat from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. and then the other 12 hours, that's it, you're fasted. Or you could do... Um, you know, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., whatever works for you, that's the bare minimum. Everyone should be at least 12 hours. So now if you could 
stretch it a little bit longer, then that's great. Um, and I like that sort of like 12-12 idea because it kind of makes it very attainable for people and it doesn't make it so scary where they're like, oh, I have to eat all of my calories from 12 to 4. That's crazy. You know, it's going to be very hard on your your body to digest that amount of food in such a short period of time. Um, so I like the like 12, let's say even 13, maybe 14 hours, you know. Um, so maybe you're eating from 7 a.m to 6 p.m. or something like that. So again, utilize the overnight period of time that you're not eating because you're supposed to not eat at nighttime. So just maybe extend it a couple more hours in the evening and then an hour or so in the morning. And then there you have your fasting schedule. And then you don't have to go crazy and have a really weird schedule and stop eating at like 4 p.m. or something like that or only eat at 1 when meanwhile you may be famished because you get up, you need you know, a breakfast for your brain power. Let's say you want to, you know, maybe you're the type of person that likes to fast in the morning. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not against that. But if you're getting up and you're feeling like crap and you're not performing well at work or wherever at school or wherever you are, um, and you're, you're having brain fog, then that's not good either. So maybe you need to adjust your eating window if that's the case. Um, also, if you only get in like a few hours to eat, like, like I was saying, like 12 to 4, for example, uh, it's not possible to get all the nutrients. It's very, not, not, let me not say it's not possible. It is going to be very hard to get in all of the nutrients and the calories that you need for your body. Um, I don't want people to be undernourished because they're having such a hard time eating and then all of a sudden they're eating under a thousand calories and that's also not good for you. So it's going to be, it's going to be tough. You're going to be fine. The amount of vegetables that I think that a person should be eating in a day is that's going to be tough to get in four hour window. So don't make your window unrealistic so that you're going, if it's going to be too strict, you're not going to stick to it for the long run. So remember that. Remember something. Remember everything that you do. You want to try to do for the long run. You know, you don't want to make it so that you're so miserable that you can't stick to it. Um, if you do it properly, you can do this for years. Um, and it'll have great benefits, like I said, not only for weight loss, but then for longevity and anti-aging and all of that. Um, and the autophagy, like I was talking about before. Um and yeah, you again, you don't also want to go too low in your calories and just say like, oh, I only have time to eat one meal and then your metabolism starts to slow down. So yeah, you may lose weight after not eating um, enough in the first week, but then your metabolism will slow down. So that's, that's for sure. And I've said that many times over uh, different podcasts. Now, there are people that do long, like 24 36 hour fast and stuff like that. That is not all the time. That is once in a while. And that has, is a little bit more complicated, which most of my listeners are probably not going to be doing something like that. So I'm not even going to go bother going into that. There's not nothing wrong with that. It has to be done strategically. Um, and yeah, there, that's something else that, you know, I'm sure most people are not looking to do a 24 hour, 36 hour fast, but um, that could be good if you have any kind of autoimmune disorders or if you have any um, serious um, illnesses or if maybe you just want a one-time detox. But that's like not something I would uh, recommend doing without proper supervision. Um, all right. So the other thing I wanted to say is that if you are trying to fast, don't drastically change your schedule at once. So shift your body, shift your schedule slowly so that 
like an hour or so each day. Let's say if you're used to eating at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m., you know, you you, uh, make it later about an hour or so. Um, And then if you're used to eating until 9 p.m., make it like, you know, 8 p.m. So shift it little by little by little so that your body sort of gets used to it. You don't want your you to throw your body off balance. And then, you you know, again, you're going to have brain fog, you're not going to feel good, and you're going to be like, F this, I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, so really try to shift it slowly if you're going to do it. Okay. So that's what I wanted to say about um, fasting. There are other also fasting diets that you could do, like fasting mimicking diet. Um, I have never personally done that one, but that can be done with certain, again, like autoimmune disorders and certain people who need a, like a, a reset. Um, again, though, you have to ask a, a health professional about that. Um, because they, again, it needs to be done strategically, but as you want to do a regular, uh, like intermittent fasting schedule, my best suggestion is start with a 12 to 12 window, you know, for the average person who is looking to get healthier, maybe lose some weight. Um, and really get on a stricter schedule in general with food. Um, I would say start with a 12-hour window, so 12 hours feeding, 12 hours um, fasted. Um, so let's say eight to eight, and then slowly try to make it a little bit shorter. Maybe uh, you know, maybe nine to seven or something like that, which is still very reasonable, you know. And if you could push it to 10 a.m., fine. Um, but I like everyone to eat by about 10 a.m. I think that's a that's a fair time. I don't think that people should be going generally uh, too late into the day without eating because then you end up, I always see that in real life. <laughs> Technically, you can, but in real life world, I see that it ends up making people overeat later on. So I don't, in practice, I don't love that when people start going into like, past noon or something like that without eating anything, I find that it actually ends up being detrimental later on. So I would say um, no later than about 10 a.m. or so, maybe 11. Um, And just not past noon. And then, you know, shorten it up a little bit and maybe try to, or maybe start a little earlier and go a little bit earlier before bed. This way you give yourself a chance to digest before bed. You also don't want to go too far from bed because then you're going to be one of those people who wake up hungry. So if people are like, well, I woke up, you know, I have people tell me this all the time. I woke up in the middle of the night and I like needed a snack. I'm like, well, what time do you have dinner? Like, oh, 4 p.m. I'm like, well, 4 p.m. is kind of (laughs) early. So that's why you woke up. Your body was hungry. So, you know, give yourself three to four hours before bed would be perfect. Okay. Uh, So that's what I had to say about intermittent fasting. Again, I'm not against it. Uh, We all should be doing some sort of intermittent fasting because of the fact that um, we should all be trying not to eat too late into the night and we shouldn't be eating too early in the morning and we shouldn't be eating in general, forget how, when, what time it is, we shouldn't be eating for such a long period of time. We shouldn't be spending 16 hours a day eating. So everyone should be doing some sort of intermittent fasting, but just not the way that the media will have you believe that it should be these days because I know that it's such a popular new fad diet right now. And everybody thinks it's like this magic, which it can be a tool which could help you a lot. I know people had great success with it. Um, so you need to figure it out, with, with, figure out how, what works for you and how to make it work for you. Okay. So the other thing, the other topic I wanted to pivot uh, and talk about was alcohol. I've had a lot of people ask me about alcohol. 
Um, you guys know, people know, who, people who know me know I'm not a big fan of alcohol, but if I work with somebody in nutrition, I don't tell them, no, you can't drink at all because I understand that people want to have, you know, a little bit of glass of wine or a drink or so with their friends. And I get it. Not everyone is like me where I don't drink. <laughs> Just my preference. Maybe I'll have a drink, I don't know, once a year. I think I had a drink when I went with my best friend to Paris two years ago or something like that. But other than that, I'm really just not a drinker. I don't like the way it makes me feel. I know the the, the uh, effects of it, so I'm a little bit, you know, weird about alcohol. <laughs> uh, but anyways, if you do want to indulge once in a while, this is what I think about it. So first of all, alcohol causes inflammation in the body. So be aware of that, okay? If you are the type of person um, that is already overweight and already eats processed food and already doesn't sleep well and is already highly inflamed, then you shouldn't be adding to your inflammation. Remember that you're just going to, it's just going to like overflow your bucket. You know, you don't want all these different vices in your life. So you kind of have to pick and choose your evils, right? If you are the person who does everything right and you're eating well, and then once in a while, this is like your only vice, let's say once in a while you want to have a couple glasses of wine or something like that, it's really not a big deal. It's not going to push you over the edge. It's not going to be a problem. But when people come to me and they're trying to lose weight and they say that, you know, well, their only vice is the alcohol and they're showing me in their food log that they're drinking quite often, um, like, you know, several times a week, I'm like, you know what, let's try to reduce that for now because that could also be stopping you from your, um, from reaching your weight loss goals, you know, this is people with like excess body fat. And again, that maybe eat processed foods as well, um, and have other issues that adds, and this just adds to their inflammation. Um, so alcohol has empty calories, right? So it's, uh, it's like calories without nutrients, which is not great for your body. Um, and especially if you add in those sugary mixes, like the schnapps and whatever, I don't even know what people add in them, but all the, the sugary stuff that I used to drink when I was younger and it's kind of stupid. <laughs> um, I remember my first vacation when I was 18 in Dominican Republic. I think I, I drank my year's worth of calories in pina coladas, which is pretty gross. So, you know, make sure you're not, um, having all of those sugary add-ins, right? Um, drinking alcohol also leads to mindless calorie consumption. So it lowers your inhibition, kind of makes you it kind of in like screw it mode. And you're like, whatever, I don't care about my diet. I don't care about if this is healthy, I'm going to eat these chicken wings. So it makes you a little bit more likely to eat crappy food. Um, whereas before maybe you would have thought about it twice. Um, additionally, uh, when you drink alcohol, your body is trying to get rid of it before it tries to get rid of anything else. So even including fat burning, right? So it, it burns uh, first as a fuel source, making the body inefficient at burning fat, right? So if your body constantly, if you're drinking alcohol on a daily basis, your body is constantly going to be trying to burn that off before it's burning fat because it's like a toxin in your body and your body just wants to do anything it can to get rid of it. So it tries to burn it off first. So your body becomes inefficient at burning fat when it has alcohol in it. It also leads to poor nutrient absorption because it inhibits the digestive process. So you're not absorbing your food very well. You're not absorbing the nutrients in your food very well. Um, and again, it's not, um, it messes with all the processes in your body because it looks like a toxin to your body that your body just wants to get rid of. 
uh, and it makes the body inefficient at breaking down food in your stomach. So it does mess with your digestion as well. Um, high consumption can lead to fatty liver, which is more on the side of when you're really drinking chronically. Uh, it, that affects your, the way that your body metabolizes and stores carbohydrates and fat, which, again, makes it more difficult to lose weight. Um, alcohol could also lead to excess belly fat since it's high in simple sugars. Uh, it leads to impaired sleep because you have, I know everybody thinks that just because you're falling asleep quickly when, you're, when you had a drink, uh, it, it, doesn't, um, it doesn't mean that you're having good quality of sleep. So it messes with your sleep cycle. This messes your deep sleep and your REM sleep. So even though you feel like you're like passed out, it's actually not good quality sleep. And we all know that sleep is, is vital to your overall health and your weight loss, whatever, whatever is motivating for you. <laughs> you know, it's bad for your health and it's bad for weight loss. So whatever stage of your life that you're in, if you're looking at both, maybe I look at, I like to look at both. Well, then it's bad for both. Um, and poor sleep can lead to an imbalance in your hormones related to hunger, satiety, and energy storage. So you, um, if you are, again, if you're drinking one drink every once in a while, it's not going to bother you. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to affect you. If you're drinking once a week, if you're having a glass of red wine, fine. But if you're constantly under the influence and you are drinking on a daily basis, this is what your body is going through on a daily basis, which isn't good. So you're imbalancing your hormones. Um, you are um, messing with your body's energy storage, your metabolism, your digestion, and all of the above, and your sleep. Okay, so try to limit your alcohol as much as you can, keeping all of this in mind. Enjoy the occasional drink with friends. There's no need to really drink by yourself. I don't like to waste the drink by myself. I would rather, if I'm going to have a drink, I'd rather it be social, okay? Um, so here are some suggestions if you are going to drink. So my first suggestion, like I just said, save your alcohol consumption for social situations. Don't, don't bother to drink by yourself. There's really no point in that. Okay. Um, don't drink on a nightly basis because you're consistently causing harm and inflammation to your body. So I just said that, um, you know, don't, don't constantly be under the influence of alcohol because all of these things are being affected on a daily basis then. Um, and you also don't want your body to be constantly detoxing itself of alcohol, right? So again, be sparing, you know, maybe drink one, two times a week, but not two days in a row. Live, let your body detox itself of the alcohol, you know, before you have another drink, maybe like a Wednesday night, you have a cup of glass of wine and then a Saturday night or something like that. Um, and if you must drink, dry red wines have the most heart and health benefits, uh, including like polyphenols, polyphenols and antioxidants. Um, if you could get organic, that would be great because wine is made with pesticides. I know most people don't think about that, but if you could find yourself a good dry red wine that's organic, that would be ideal. Um, and if you are going for the harder liquor, drink either on the rocks or with club soda and with a fresh lemon or lime. Um, because that is what is going to be um, the least amount of, I guess, overall damage. Because if you're going to have the hard liquor, you at least don't want to have the sugary mixes uh, along with it or the whatever, the, like I said, like the peach schnapps or the pina coladas or whatever, the daiquiris. So stick to just the hard liquor with the, on the rocks or with some lemon and lime and club soda or something. I used to, when I had a drink, if I have a drink once in a while, once or twice a year, it's like um, maybe like a tequila with seltzer and lemon or lime, and that's about it. 
And I obviously slipped a sip it. I'm not a big fan of like shots because that makes you drunk really quick and you don't realize how quick you consume it. Um, but yeah, we were all young ones. So we all did that. And I'm assuming that my average population listening to this is not downing too many shots. Uh, maybe you are, I don't know. But if you are just, you know, think about what I said and think about all the suggestions that I said. And again, it's your choice. I still don't judge people for whatever they want to do. And I don't tell my, my clients, they absolutely can't drink. I just try to figure out what would be a good situation for them and what would help them in their journey and how we could do it a little bit better, maybe. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Um, I spoke a lot, like I always do, and I don't want to confuse you guys. Again, if you guys have any questions, comments, suggestions, um, anything like that, if you just want to say hello, uh, DM me, and I would be more than happy to listen to all of your, um, you know, all of your comments. So hit me up and I will speak to you guys all soon.